0: All right. Let's do it. Let's do it. Hey everybody, welcome to self-evident podcast. You got Massey. And you got Mike. It's game time. And Mike's not on
1: the screen. Number three. <laughs> we, we we've got so, our, our second string producer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we, easy e, Easy. Easy, <laughs> easy E is gone this morning. He went to uh he went to go do some juror duty. Because Jared duty's important, but serve but, your country. We have my beautiful wife as a producer this morning, and she's uh, she's amazing, man. She's Every, killing it. We right should now. just put the camera on her and let her do it because everybody loves her more than us. So.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs>
0: totally. Like, where's so Carrie? God, you know that's gonna pop up. <laughs> where's Carrie? I want to see <laughs> Carrie. <laughs> well, guys, uh, be sure to go to theselfevidenttruth evident and go sign up for our newsletter. Uh, We got a bunch of cool stuff. Guys, the month of September is going to be special. Obviously, it's uh, September 17th, Constitution Day, which is really ridiculous that we need a Constitution Day. Constitution Day should be every day. But with that, um, we got some really cool uh, products that we have from the ministry here. Uh, We'll have some specials on our Constitution course and different courses we have uh, to learn, y'all, and the first precepts of law and why God is involved in law. And that's why we need to be involved in law, because God creates law. And so government is derived from that. And so we don't want them to take over. Obviously, they're trying to. Uh, but I believe it's the church. It's the people praying. It's the people seeking the Lord uh, that are stopping a lot of these agendas and they will continue to stop them. God is on the move, folks. And that's why we need to continue to do what we do. So guys, again, these self-evident truths go to, if you're watching us on YouTube, uh, Instagram, Spotify, all that stuff, go and subscribe, uh, be a subscriber. We got Rumble, BitChute, all that stuff too. We're, we're on all the platforms. Uh, guys, get on there and, and be a big part. Guys, we got a special podcast this morning. I know we say that a lot because uh, most of our podcasts, are special as far as who we bring on as guests and content and content is huge for us. Uh, We don't like just doing fluff stuff. Oh, by the way, if you're new to the show, which you might be, uh, we're not like everything else. We're not going to talk about what yesterday's uh, uh, CNN did. That's what most conservatives do. We're not like that. What we're trying to do is bring a biblical perspective on what's happening in the nation and how we can overcome it, not as Christians only, but also be a witness of the light and the gospel out there because there's darkness that is permeating this nation. But, the light always wins over darkness. It's just how it is. When the, it's darkest, the light shines the brightest. So we got to do this, folks. So we got Alex Newman today, man. We do. So Alex, you want to do the, the intro? Sure. Guys, this was just like a fifth of his podcast. <laughs>
1: no, I had to find the shortened version because the first one I found was about two pages. He's, he's, he's laughing right now in the dark room. He's laughing
0: in the green room. And we say that with the utmost complete we do.
1: respect and
0: honor. I was like, it's like, I went to I, high man, school. Yeah. I went to high school with seventy-two kids. I speak I English, <laughs> kind of. So, I got three. I mastered two languages: English and food. You know, like that's all I got. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> He's dying over there.
1: <laughs> it's kind of like you know, I work really hard, and then you look at his bio, and it's like I don't work hard at all. Yeah, I need to I'm work a harder. A lazy yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Mr. Newman uh, they, oh, yeah. is an American journalist and consultant oh. who writes about economics, finance, banking, business, politics, yeah, everything baby. else. You throw it in. He probably knows about it for diverse publications in the United States and abroad. Studied journalism, economics and political science at the University of Florida. And now he owns it. I'm kidding. In addition <laughs> to his own consulting firm. Alex has worked in market research, marketing, strategy, research, information gathering and consulting for international companies, nonprofit organizations and various political campaigns he is also the co-author of a book exposing some of the problems with today's public education. Yeah, he's,
0: system. he's a journalist, man. This guy's everywhere. New American. I mean, there's so many publications. We'll let you let him tell you about it. Guys, take the time to share this before he comes on. Take time to share this video. Get it out to your friends. Guys, let's all welcome Alex Newman.
2: Let's do thank it. You have, thank you for having me, gentlemen. It's an honor to be here with you. Thank you.
1: Oh my God! Like, thank you for having us, Alex. We really appreciate it. <laughs> you.
2: <laughs> you guys are making me crack up here in the green
1: room. How
0: <laughs> many of these he does? Because we're serious, buddy, but we're also just love to have fun, man. Because we need la- laughter's good medicine for the soul. The scripture says so. We need that, right? Sometimes oh, yeah. laughter is important, man. So hey, so here's the deal, Alex. Can you, we, we gave just a shortened bio, but can you tell us what you're doing now, the publications you have, how people can find you and subscribe right away uh, so they can write that down and all that stuff?
2: Uh, sure. Well, thank you. So I'm a um, I'm senior editor at the New American Magazine. Uh, you can find that at thenewamerican.com. Uh, my personal site is uh, libertycentral.org. I post all kinds of stuff there, uh, articles that I write, sermons that I preach, what, whatever it is, uh, blog posts, stuff from other people that they send me. Um, I'm the executive director of Public School Exit. You can find us at publicschoolexit.com. Uh, it's a ministry dedicated to rescuing as many children as possible from the government oh. school system. And then um, I contribute to a lot of publications, including the Epoch Times. I do an education post every week at Freedom Media. And that, that's a few of the things that I do, and you can find that all online. So,
0: Amen. Well, we got a lot to cover, Alex. I, I know what's, what's unique about what you do in your ministry is you're not just one faceted. You've got tons of facets. I was, I was on your new American site too, like where you contribute. <clears throat> and I was seeing all the different issues you hit. How do you keep it all together dude? like, cause I mean, we find time, you know, twice a week to do a podcast because we're busy. I'm, a, I'm an assistant pastor to church and I travel and speak, but like, how do you keep it all in your head? And, and get, all? You know, do you have people working for you doing that stuff, like bringing you issues so you can comment on it? How do you, how do you do it?
2: Uh, I do have help. Oh, yeah. I have a, a wonderful assistant who helps me handle the uh, the nitty gritty. But uh, that's one of the things I really like about being a journalist is I don't actually have to become an expert on much of anything. I can just call experts and ask them. Right? So uh, if I have a theological <laughs> question, I'll call a theologian. If I have a scientific question, I'll call a scientist. And, um, and and I like that. You know, rather than getting all specialized and get a PhD in molecular science or something cool like that, uh, I, I'd rather look at. Uh, You know the whole range of different issues and see how they fit together and connect dots where it's appropriate, and then of course relate that all back to scripture, which is the most important thing.
0: Amen, amen. That's what we do. Uh, So I got a couple questions, man. I want to get through, and I love uh, interviews, man. I love especially like you said, we're we're not experts in everything, but we love bringing people on who know what they're talking about. Um, I got one of your DVDs here um, in the public school system. And I, I, I want to know. Uh, I'll start off with this one. There's 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 obviously chaos in the public schools, not just the school shooting stuff. That's not not just the it's it's really the chaos is them. They're turning out socialist kids in a lot of ways uh, uh, and socialistic views, really antithetical to the to, to the scriptures, uh, all that other stuff. Um, how. What got you started on this and what's your advice now to, to parents like what what was it that drew you to this like what what did you find out that you're like holy smokes they're, they're really killing our kids and parents they're making them disobedient to parents they're making kids socialists yeah the, the journey
2: I actually never went to school in America believe it or not until college I grew up overseas um, but when I did come back I noticed pretty quickly something was very wrong uh, and as a journalist I started digging into common core. Um, about a decade ago, maybe a little more. Um, I was overseas again. I left after college. And I uh, started just reading little little bits here and there about national standards coming along. And Bill Gates is finance. Oh, What could go wrong? <laughs> um, so, so I started digging into that and realizing, wow, we have a really serious problem here. Um, I get a call a couple of years later from uh, Dr. Samuel Blumenfeld. Yep. And uh, an, an old friend at World Net Daily. Sam Blumenfeld, he wrote uh, 13 books on education. He, he spent uh, 60 years Digging into the subject of education, uh, he he was raised Jewish, but he read the New Testament and became a Christian. Uh, really an extraordinary human being. He passed away a few years ago. But they called me and they said, uh, hey, Alex, w- would you be interested in working on a book with Dr. Sam Blumenfeld about education? He'll cover the the past part, you do the future, and what's happening now. And you guys will make a great team. And I was like, well, are you kidding me? That would be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so, so to, to be able to competently work on that, I felt like I had to go back and read everything Sam ever wrote. So I got all 12 of his education books, read them, and I realized, oh, wow, Like this is like – the issue because all the other issues are, are actually tied back to this. Right. You know, the reason our kids are turning away from, they're turning away from the faith is because they're being brainwashed in the schools. The reason our kids don't can't read, they can't do math, it's because they're being dumbed down in government schools. The reason our kids are fornicating and aborting their children and getting hooked on drugs and all the rest is because they're being uh, indoctrinated in the public schools. The reason they want to burn down their country and they hate their families is because they're being indoctrinated. And so I figured out, you know what, this is like the, the center of the enemy's agenda for for capturing the hearts and the minds and, and even the souls of our children, so I decided to really dedicate a huge part of my time on that because it, it transcends all the other ones, right? You know, you got people Very who are nice. fighting abortion, and God bless you, I, I love it. We've got to fight against abortion. You got people who are fighting for gun rights, God bless you. We we should be fighting for that. But the the one that connects all of them and the reason why we're losing on all these issues is because our kids are being brainwashed, dumbed down, sexualized, and indoctrinated. Right.
0: Yeah. And a lot of people think it's college and it's really not college. It's it's actually uh, for us, the elementary school system and the, the, the education system right now, they're churning kids out to get accepted into colleges that will teach more of this Mao Zedong, you know, like uh, more of that neo like neo. What's the word? Neo socialism. Like it's it's yeah. kind of like a new way Cultural of doing Marxism, of course. Really but it's like idea. a new way of teaching socialism. It's more yeah. accepted. It's culturally it's culturally accepted. So these schools are actually turning out kids to actually accept it. In colleges, we thought it was colleges. No, it was way before that, you know. Yeah.
1: Well, and that's—I'm and sure, Alex, you could expound on this. But that whole concept of, well, where are the teachers being produced in the colleges? So, what are the teachers bringing back to the elementary and the secondary education? the The same messaging that they got from the colleges, right? And and this this whole thought process, this whole ideology, has worked its way through all of education. Sure you know and and that gets into the whole uh, i don't know if you've ever seen the yuri Bezmenov interview where he talks about oh, the yeah, stars, yeah. You know, the the kgb brings each country through and look the children but sure and, and the hard part about that is yuri basically says that generation is done you you can't get that generation back you have to go to the next generation you know but this whole idea is it they work through the whole system and and i think people are finally waking up to this idea of maybe I don't have to send my kids to public education. And I don't know if that's something you're seeing or are you, you know, what are you witnessing, especially because yep. you're in so many facets of this. Um, what are you watching, especially in America you know, versus the rest of the world on this concept?
2: Well, what's happening is exactly what you just, parents are realizing that this is not acceptable and they're taking what I think is the only appropriate course of action and that's pulling their kids out. And they're doing it by the millions. Um, just in the last two years, millions of children have left the government school system. Uh, and I think this is just the trickle before the dam breaks and the flood mm-hmm. begins. Uh, we're, we're seeing an incredible awakening of in parents who are realizing that um, their children are, are being harmed, they're being destroyed. And, um, and, and this is happening nationwide. When I started telling people back in you know, 2015, uh, you got to pull your kids out of government schools, e- even people who, who sympathize with that idea, people who agreed with that idea, They'd raise their eyebrows. Well, you know, we're we're never going to get them all. And, you know, um, but but that's really changing. Um, Just in in the last few years, we've had just this incredible array of really prominent leaders coming out and saying the same thing like Rush Limbaugh three times before he died. He's out there on on the most popular radio program in America. 18 million listeners saying, parents, you've got to get your children out of the public schools, homeschool them, that'll be best for them." Mm -hmm. Uh, You had uh, President Trump saying, parents, you have to protect your children from these failing government schools. Uh, Franklin Graham went on uh, the Todd Starnes show uh, in the context of what was happening in New Jersey and said, parents, you need to pull your kids out of public schools and put them into Christian schools because of the LGBT brainwashing. So what people were telling me in 2015 was impossible is now happening. Um, and and I think it's extraordinary. And this, I think God is doing something huge. The next battle now, see, I'm already moving on to the next fight. The next battle now is to preserve the independence of our Christian schools, our independent schools, our private schools, uh, and, of course, our our homeschoolers. Now they're coming along and saying, oh, okay, well, you're all leaving. Yeah, I hear it. Why don't you have some government money? And as soon as you reach out for the money, they want to put the handcuffs on, right? So uh, so we got to be very careful. That's the next fight. They want to shut down homeschooling. The U.N. is coming for us. But uh, we have got to keep fighting because our children are too precious to let them be sacrificed for this.
0: Yeah, we actually have some people in our church, Alex, that are running for school board. And 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 what's crazy about that is they know um, getting involved is important. Now, the county we have, I'm, again, there's several teachers. We know that they're doing their best. They do pray with their students. Mm-hmm. They don't teach these certain things, right? They get in trouble for it. And yeah. there's certain people from our church running for school board. They feel like they can really make, uh, especially in our localized community, because it is actually a really decent school system. But they're still being hassled by. Uh, you know, Florida's Department of Education and the National Department of Education, all these other things. These guys really feel and and, and I'm with them, you know, that they got to do something. They feel like, hey, I got to jump in. And and several of them are with that organization, Moms for Liberty, uh, those kinds of things is is the fight that they're doing. It's always worth it. But is there more that we can do aside from just doing school board stuff? Yes, pull them up. But like public schools, they're funded by the taxpayer. What do we got to do to change all that? You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, a a brilliant question. And what I always tell people is, look, the the school building is on fire and your children are inside. And if your children are inside and you're thinking to run for school board, I think you have it backwards. Right, First, you get the children out, then you run for school board. Um, And so I I highly encourage people to get involved in any way, including running for school board if you can. But I also believe um, that we need to go back to the Bible and, and really ask Truth. very fundamental questions. What, what is education? What is the purpose of education? Who should be in charge of education? Uh, and I think the scripture answers these questions all very clearly. Yep. Now, th- there's no exact formula. Well, every day you need to do at least 3.2 hours of, of mathematics. And, you know, the, the scripture doesn't get down into the nitty-gritty like that, but it does give us some basics. And, and I think what it teaches very clearly from the beginning to the end, parents ought to be in charge of raising and discipling and educating their children. Uh, That's not to say that you can't delegate some of those tasks. I I don't believe they should be delegated to Caesar, but it's not to say you can't delegate some of those to a a co-op, a private school, a tutor, a pastor, you know, whatever it is that you want to do. There's plenty of options out there for that. Um, And what is the purpose of education? Well, it's, it's, you know, the Bible again teaches very clearly um, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. It's the beginning of knowledge. So we want to cultivate children who know the Lord and who love the Lord and who are passionate about serving the Lord the other stuff will fall into place later, right? And, and if you actually look at some of the best Christian schools in America, there are uh, hundreds of schools all over the country that do something called the principal approach, huge supporter. Um, and they produce children who overwhelmingly have a biblical worldview. They look at everything through the lens of the Bible. And yet they also ace all the government programs and the, and the standardized tests. They're, they're at the top of the SATs. And so, you know, you do the right thing when it comes to education and the rest will fall into place naturally. Um, So I I think those things are all critical. And I think as a long term goal, uh, we need to move away from the idea that um, education is a responsibility of government. Education is a responsibility of parents with a supplemental role for the church. And if you go back and, and, and that's clear in the scriptures, that's clear in church history. This whole idea that government educates children is actually a very new and a very radical uh, revolutionary idea. And, sure. and I think the church needs to push that out of our minds. That That's not how God intended things to happen.
0: But it's also kind of how the church got involved in helping do it, right? Because when you had Margaret Sanger came out, she got the church involved, right? The school systems, they got the church involved. The church was saying, you know, we can send our kids to school. Let's pray for them. You know, let's do a, a school drive, right? Let's go do the. So the school kind of inherited, or I'm sorry, the church actually kind of inherited, helped even with COVID, right? We had churches open up to be vaccination centers. You know, the church kind of, You're seeing you see what I'm saying? Like, it's kind of like the church, too, in some ways has been lax uh, in teaching those things and kind of going along with the government to help in a lot of these things. Does this make sense?
2: Yeah. And, and, you know, one of the things that I like to talk about and and that I've explored in great detail, the history of how we got a public school system. See, The the idea that the government should educate children was actually a pagan idea. Um, Some of the Greek philosophers, especially Plato, uh, who, by the way, was a raging totalitarian came up with the idea that uh, the state should step in and should educate different classes of children. He thought the state should educate philosopher kings to rule over the rest of us. Uh, And then the state should educate the the lower classes to be good, uh, servile citizens. Now, Now, this was actually implemented in Sparta. Sparta is the first place I can ever find that had the government take over the education of children. And it was savage. It was barbarous. It was wicked in the extreme. Um, And then these ideas really didn't come into the Western world, didn't come into Christendom until the early 1800s when they were introduced by Robert Owen, who was a socialist, a godless socialist who rejected God's word and concluded that the government should educate children. That was then picked up by Horace Mann, uh, another godless individual who wanted to equalize all men. And then that was weaponized even further by John Dewey, a communist, a humanist, uh, who was very open about his love for the Soviet Union. Um, and so when you look at the history of how we ended up where we are today, what you see is it was not Christians who built these institutions. Uh, it was Christians who were due into tolerating these institutions. And um, and we need to go back and examine that history. And again, we need to go back and examine what Scripture says.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And your DVDs cover that. Um, can you let some because we're going to go on to a different question, but you got some DVDs that cover some of this stuff. Can you let us know where to get those and how to get those?
2: Uh, Yeah, those are available at um, website. They're also available like all over the internet. I mean, people I've given talks on education hundreds of times all over the country all over the world. And so people can find those uh, all over the internet. If you look really hard, Google broke all their algorithms. So it's better to use different search engines. But uh, if you want to buy it and give it to your friend or your family member, you can go to liberty (laughs) sentinel.org forward slash shop, and you can get my books, my DVDs and several other things. So
0: Yeah. And and guys, you got to get on there. Guys, share the video. We got people watching. Ask your questions if you need to. But we got another one here on tribalism. So because the government schools are doing it. They're the ones creating tribalists. Right. Right. And what we're witnessing,
1: especially today, is is that that gap widening between the the tribes. Right. And, And seriously, I feel like a lot of Christians, they they're feeling stuck in the middle. And then there are the other Christians who are jumping to one side or the other. And and like Massey had said, you know, we've, we're we working on this book of tribalism, right? And so we were curious to get your thoughts of, like, how does a Christian step above all of that? Especially, you, you are such an expert in history, in, in world affairs, global affairs, like, and obviously scripture. and And, you know, so how does the Christian that is listening step above all that tribalism and be able to pick out, what's principle yeah what's and, truth, and discern you
0: know? discern the evil of division you right. know what i mean yeah a well,
2: wonderful and beautiful question and i think it's so important for christians to be thinking about this because the enemy is trying to deceive us and divide us along artificial lines right uh, god has created some divisions in the scriptures and, and he makes that very clear right uh, i'll be teaching at a pastor's conference next week on the subject of globalism god is the creator of nations in fact you can read this in deuteronomy god established the nations he determined their boundaries Um, And then you read the same thing uh, in the New Testament. God is the author of the nation as an entity. Uh, And so God wanted the nation. In fact, you can read the story of how this happened in in the book of Genesis at the Tower of Babel. God uh, said, spread out, and they refused. Like, no, we're just all going to hang out here, thanks. And uh, God said, "No, you're (laughs) out of here. And spread them out and (laughs) divided them into nations. Uh, And he talks about tribes and tongues, right? So we got different languages. Uh, And so those things are real, and they're God-ordained. But I think as Christians, the only real division— that, uh, that we really ought to be considering is the, the ultimate division. That is the division between the saved and the lost, those who are on the broad road and those who are on the narrow road, those who are children, adopted children of God and those who are children of wrath. Uh, and so uh, that, that is the key division in human society. It's not about race. It's not about gender. It's not, right. And especially in Christ, all, all those divisions essentially become meaningless. Uh, in Christ, we are all part of the body of Christ. We are all one and all those other things should fade into the background. And and with that division in mind, we need to be incredibly passionate about the lost. I mean, we need to realize these are uh, souls that that are going to be eternally in hell, Um, and and so we need to have a real passion about reaching them with the gospel, with the truth. Uh, And so, you know, there are some divisions that God created, but for us to get bogged down into the well, you you know, Black Lives Matter or White Lives Matter or whatever kind of Lives Matter or or these. Uh, artificial divisions that the enemy is really uh, encouraging and, and fanning the flames of hatred between. Uh, I I think that is uh, totally improper for Christians. And and that's why it really kills me to see this, you know, this critical race theory coming in, even into some of the evangelical churches. Um, I think it's terrible. Um, And and it's unbiblical.
1: That's, we We just just did a show on, have you heard of, what is it? Build the bridge, the build the bridge program. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's, we it's, did a podcast what about a month ago yeah one of our listeners yeah. sent
0: it in he said his church was going to start adopting. a youth pastor actually brought it in and it's literally telling white people you're racist and yeah. you need to repent and dude the way they use scripture alex was like wow twisted it and, was unreal
1: and they they really feathered in a a uh Marxist struggle session into the whole thing so like if you're white and you come into the group and you're like well I don't I, you know i'm not racist no you they will make you get to the point where you have to admit that you're racist and then you have to repent of that sin and guess what repentance includes ideas like reparation and then you have to replicate the process
0: yeah <laughs> and they and they choose if you start to kick up they can choose whether you participate in the class or not right so like you'll say you have questions they won't even let you participate you don't have the right heart yeah you this. don't have the right heart it's crazy oh, wow. <laughs> So yeah. so yes, it is creeping in the churches. And I mean, Paul dealt with this, right? In First Corinthians, he talked about he goes, There's divisions among you. You some of you say I'm of Cephas, some of Paul. He's like, No, we're all of Christ. So that's the divisions right. have always existed, right? And 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 that's kind of the premise of, of what we're talking about in the book and everything like that. Divisions always exist, but look what's happening with those divisions. It's literally taking your eyes off them as souls, and now they're enemies, they're that's souls, true. dude. The Black Lives Matter, all these guys, anybody that disagrees with you, they are souls before God. They're breathing, they're they're not just heavy bags with eyeballs. You know what I mean? These guys are, they have <laughs> souls. these guys, they need to be saved by Christ too. Just like you. I wasn't a, I was apostate before God, man. I know what that's like. And it wasn't someone coming up to me saying, Oh, you didn't vote for Trump. You're not a Christian. <laughs> oh, right. oh my gosh. Oh, I didn't see that. Oh my goodness. No, it was literally the goodness of God that led me to repentance. I needed, I needed his law before me. I needed to see it. And so where, not afraid of it, but we're saying, Christians, be careful. If you're hated more for your position politically than being a Christian, there's something wrong. There's something wrong with that. And, yeah, politics derives its own thing, but tribalism is the thing that we really, gosh, you know, we really see as the, as the biggest uh, thing that Christians are getting too tied up in, right? It's either this or that. It's like, no, it's, it's actually a little bit more complicated than that. Uh, they didn't know this, but like I remember the first time I voted in 04, I didn't know there was 18 presidential candidates. We only saw two. You know what I mean? There's there's something to be said about this. Yeah. You know what, what? People aren't given the option anymore. And if you don't have these two, you're never going to win. Listen to the narrative. You know, you can never do anything outside the box. We're slaves then. You know, that's that's the issue here that, that we're running into. Anyways, I, I, I'm glad you could hit on the tribalism thing. And we would love your input, too, on, on what we're writing on, Alex, uh, here in the future. And we send you, you know, tell us what we're missing uh, and rewrite the thing if you want. We'll just plagiarize. <laughs> oh, God,
2: I'd be honored to take
0: a look, though. And I can't wait yeah, to read please. it. So. Yeah, it, we'll, we'll actually just put your name on it because yeah. <laughs> it'll sell more <laughs> a journalist wrote. so my last question man I know we only got you for a little bit of time and dude thank you so much for being sir sir thank you so much for being on the podcast and uh, we, we love that you're here uh, and I'm, I was honored to meet you we got to talk together a little bit I was kind of forced into it but it was fun uh, it, it not forced but she her, her other two didn't show up so she's like you're coming with me you and Alex are doing a panel with her name so it was great I just I love to it was you. awesome it was so fun, man. Uh, but my last question is this. A lot of people say I can't get involved for X. I agree there's a lot of things that hang us up. But with all that you got going on, okay, your travels, your your books, your, your, your own website, your things you contribute to, I know you got assistance, but how do you maintain that family balance? And This is asking for a friend. Like me, right? I mean, <laughs> I travel, I got kids, I got a wife, right? They need attention. I got a house. I got things that need to, how, did, how is it that the Lord really brought it to you to maintain that balance of what you're doing to raise your kids and be effective in the, in the nation?
2: Yeah. It, it is always a tough balance and I'm, I'm not going to claim that I, I do it right. Necessarily. I do my best. We'll put it that way. And, and, but you know, one, I, one of the I things I, I say, from is, from is,
0: you, your kids. Are incredible. I forget his the thirteen year old's name. You're
2: 13. 13.
0: Marley. Marley. That's right. He came up to me. He's like, I'm almost 13. That's why I kept saying 13. He's like, 13. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, buddy, when you turn 30, you ain't gonna say you're almost 31. I promise you. <laughs> <laughs> but just, dude, you're the fruit of your children. Okay, that's a lot. you they're they're incredibly smart. Uh, very well versed, very well educated. That kid knew what he was talking about, just 12 years old. So that's why I'm saying, I know you don't have it all together. I'm not saying you're perfect. I'm saying, How did it get to that point where you were teaching them so much? And I know your wife does too. I'm sure she's involved in it. And we, we got to give her props behind every strong man is a strong woman, even she's stronger. I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, continue.
2: Yeah. Well, I, you know, I would say a few things that I'd, I'd just throw out there. One is, you know, when, when the Lord says that we should take a day for rest, um, I think we should take it seriously. And so one of the things that I try to do, and, I, and I'm not hyper dogmatic or legalistic about it. You know, if my donkey falls I felt it,
0: Alex. Shit, like, I felt it. Right? I was convicted. Um, I was a little, little, little bit condemned here. Finger pointing from yeah, the jeez. No <laughs> finger
2: pointing. No. Yeah, Okay. <laughs> but I do believe a a day of rest to to spend worshiping the Lord and and with your family is just critical. Uh, And it's not always possible. You know, I I was uh, on Saturday, I was gone this week and and I hate that, but sometimes it's necessary because something important comes up for work or, you know, it's not unlawful to do good on the Sabbath. So uh, with that in mind, I do think it's great to take at least one day where you're just unplugged from work, unplugged from the cares of the world. And you're just focused on your family and the Lord. Uh, Another thing, is um you know with with homeschooling it gives you an incredible opportunity to bond as a family so i can wake up and i can eat breakfast with my family uh, i can walk out of my office and go have lunch with my family i when my wife needs help cuz one of the kids is not behaving i could just walk right out of my office and and i know that's not feasible for everybody not everybody can work at home and i spend a lot of time on the road but i'll say this last thing cuz i know we're almost out of time Get your family involved with you. If you're in, engaged Ooh. in, you know, political stuff, get your family involved. If you're engaged awesome. in in work, yeah, you know, I, I try to take my kids to as many things as possible. At least Same. one, any, anything that's within driving Same. distance, or if I can get them on an airplane, get them involved. It's a great time to bond, to teach them. You know, they learn from watching you. So uh, you know, just bring your family into as much as you can, and um, and really try to take a day and just focus on the Lord and on your kids and your wife.
0: Amen. Dude, that That's was good. awesome. God, we want to have you back on, Alex, uh, you know, toward bit to radio show here. Uh, <laughs> I love this. No, Alex, we, we, we loved having you on, man. I know we're, we're going to be on, on your thing here soon, but uh, I just I appreciate you, man. We're praying for you. Really, we are. Uh, we're praying for your family. Uh, what you talk about is 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 stuff that gets you in trouble. That's why we titled it this. It will get you in trouble uh, because it's so countercultural, it's so mm-hmm. counterintuitive to what we've been taught uh as a nation but man we just love having you bro is there uh any way we can find you online again so that our our guests can see it and we we can get you out of here
2: uh well libertycentral.org is my personal page i'm still on the social media things and thank you so much brethren for having me on the program i really appreciate it. you guys are a real blessing to your community and the country and i look forward to having you on my program and chatting again very soon
0: let's do it brother i need your address i gotta send you some some swag some swing i can't wait to
2: get it all right brother stay, right,
0: stay, stay on we'll talk to you in a bit and, and uh we'll, we'll right, go thanks, from brother. there, brother thanks brother so guys again the self-evident truth.com i mean this is we only had him for 25 something minutes yep. I Think we went a little bit over but just the the wealth of knowledge this guy walks in. it's tough to you know talk about one thing with the dude you well, know it's
1: mean? hard because you want a lot of time to be able to really dive into all of it but yeah know, dude time limitations which speaking of <clears throat> that I'd, I'd love to and Guys, in the comments, let us know if you you'd be interested in this. I'd love to be able to have some longer form uh podcasts that we can put up with guests like Alex. You know, yeah, we'll bring them is. into studio. We'll bring exactly. them into the studio
0: here and we'll chat. We'll just
1: we'll do a and, kind of and discussion. have just real discussion, sure. you know. Sure.
0: sure. So go ahead and if you you want to lead us on? All right, it
1: doesn't matter. Guys. Don't forget to go to truth.com. The Lord bless and keep you. Bless you. I wish I do. The Lord Latin make, make his face shine it. upon you. Um, don't forget to check out the website. Check out the blog. We're putting up articles That's every right. week. Read that stuff. Comment. Let us know what you think. Um, we got some cool ones up there right now. Also, get yourself some merch. Get some merch.
0: And, dude, become a Torchbearer, guys. Yeah. Our, our goal is fast approaching. Uh, really, really quick. Uh, the, the, the Torchbearer program is actually rocking it right now. Uh, we're almost close, and my wife works so hard at that. Guys, if you've never met my wife, she won't get on camera right now because it's 8.30 and 9 in the morning, and she don't like that. Um, but we will get a camera for her to follow her around. Anyways, <laughs> she's a big part of what we do here, guys. We love her. We love you. We love all of you. We just love, not that kind of love, the weird stuff, not the hippie crap, but like real love, where God's love is first, and, and it's God's love is truth. And we love giving you truth. Guys, again, share this podcast with people you know, people you don't know. Get it out there. and and guys we hit all of we get all of your questions a lot some of our podcasts we do is because of your questions so please send them more more uh suggestions i guess on what you want us to talk about we love you so much we'll see you guys friday yes friday we'll see you soon all right love Love you you guys